Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. The Red Panda Chronicles. Blink and you'll miss it, Part One. November nineteen thirty-nine. A cool wind rushed across the rooftops, buffeting the peaks of the city with the promise of a long, hard winter to come. Down at street level, the change of seasons was still just a threat, a rumor to be put out of one's mind for a little longer. High in the sky, where the mighty towers lorded over downtown, there was no doubt at all. On one of the highest peaks, a lithe figure in grey was perched like a statue, her foot upon the ledge, poised for action at an instant, but utterly still, her gaze fixed upon the streets far below. Only the wild whipping of the red hair that peeked out from below her flight helmet gave her position away, and only then, if you knew what you were looking for. Only one person in the world did, and he was somewhere in the maze of lights below, waiting, just as she was. The flying squirrel leaned forward in response to movement at street level and frowned when she realized it was only a sheet of newspaper blowing in the wind. She leaned her neck to one side and then the other, listening to the cracks and pops. She was getting stiff in this cold, and that wasn't going to be good for anyone. She couldn't do much about the temperature or anything at all about the waiting, but she was getting bored as well, and there did seem to be a way of putting a stop to that. She brought her left arm forward, resting her elbow on her raised leg, and brought a grey gauntleted fist forward toward her face. She looked at the small red ring on her finger, its hypnotic red circles the only splash of colour she could see. The flying squirrel bit her lip. He had told her not to, but that made it almost irresistible, and he must have known that when he said it. He would probably be disappointed if she didn't, she reasoned, and if he wasn't, then he was enjoying himself too much without the company of his darling wife and sidekick, and probably needed to be reminded exactly what side his bread was buttered on. Come in, Red Panda, she said as quietly as she could into the whipping wind. There was no reply. Flying squirrel to Red Panda, come in, Red Panda, she repeated a little louder. There was a quiet burst of static, and she knew that he was there. Trying to resist the urge to reply and do to fail in three, two, one. What part of radio silence was unclear exactly? His voice was hushed, and he was trying to sound stern, but he seemed more amused than anything. And she chewed on her lip again. Didn't you even miss me a little? She purred into her radio ring. Behave yourself, he instructed, not meaning it at all. A girl doesn't have much choice way up here," she said with a mock pout in her voice. "It's cold and lonesome." "Aren't you wearing your thermal uniform?" he sounded concerned. "Why don't you come up here and check?" she offered in complete sincerity. "Squirrel," he protested fruitlessly. "Take it easy," she said, conceding the match. "I'm just trying to get your motor running, and apparently not doing that well." "On the contrary," he said with a smile that she could hear over the wireless relay. It is taking some sustained effort to stay in character. Great," she grinned, showing an alarming number of perfect teeth. 
get up here and we'll watch together. We won't, and you know we won't, he argued. Sure, she agreed, but we're married and everything. I don't think this Blink character cares, he insisted. I don't care what Blink cares about, she argued. I don't care about Blink at all. I thought you wanted to kick his teeth in, the Red Panda offered. I want to kick lots of people's teeth in, she rolled her eyes. We don't have to plan date night around it. Is this date night? he asked seriously. It's always date night, she replied with what she hoped was promise in her voice. Then let's focus and get this out of the way, he said through a crackle of static. Yes, boss, she sighed. Remember, he said seriously, at the speed he travels, you'll be the only one who can track him. It ain't speed, she corrected. Speed is distance over time. This creep skips over the distance part somehow. I swear that he does. Semantics, the red panda offered. It's what separates us from the animals, she bantered. Just keep your goggles on setting 61, he reminded. The isotope hidden in the loot bag should light up his path for you, and you can call out the directions to me. I got the boring assignment, she muttered, not for the first time. I thought you'd like to order me around, he offered. I like punching things more, she insisted. Just be ready, he said. This fiend's crime spree ends tonight. The flying squirrel smiled at that in spite of herself. The papers were already calling it the phony war, but somehow what was happening in Europe had hung over everything they had done for months. They were seeing conspiracies and fifth columns in every shadow. A nice, simple supervillain had been exactly what they had needed, but it was time to put an end to it, and they both knew it. The freak the papers called the Blink had been in and out of every secure, sweet spot in town, and they finally had a plan that couldn't miss. Once he had taken the bait, they would be able to track him, maybe even learn how he was blinking in and out of reality or whatever he was doing, maybe steal his tech and put it in their own static shoes. That would be nice. Save some time. Be ready, the boss's voice whispered over the rings. Then silence. She braced herself for any of the things he usually did. An eerie laugh, a command to stop right there, a little hypnosis here and there. All very effective and all a terrible idea when chasing a guy who could literally disappear in the time it took you to blink. Would the red panda remember to play dirty when the moment came? She heard a noise that she couldn't identify and then nothing. Squirrel, he called. Eyes up! What happened? she roared. I lost him. Be ready. You lost him? I missed him with a boomerang, he clipped. Do you have him? You don't miss, she protested. I do when the target blinks out of existence, he admitted. Where's he going? I got nothing, she said, fighting the urge to fiddle with her flight goggles, which she knew were on the correct setting to detect the trace energy from the bait. Wait! I got a blue light on the north fire escape. Is it streaking away? The red panda was breathing hard as if running flat out. There's no streak, she said, unsure of what she was seeing. It doesn't look like he's moving fast at all. He's just climbing down the stairs. Where are you? Nearly there. Sixteenth floor. Boss, she called. He just jumped about five floors down. He jumped? No. There was no jump, she protested. He was in one place and then he was somewhere else. No speed, no jump, no distance traveled. He did it again. I'm out. She could just see him from her vantage point. Where is he? On six, she called. No, two. Now he's on the ground. Direction, he grunted, throwing a grapple line across the chasm between buildings. Headed toward Queen, she called. Have a block. You're going to lose him. I'm on my way. 
She could see the light cast by the isotopes they had planted in the phony loot. They staggered and bounced for a few yards, not fast, and then vanished, only to reappear down the road in the same instant. Whoever this guy was, he wasn't exactly an athlete, and he was headed toward her. He's coming my way, she called. Hold your position, he barked. Except the plan wasn't working. The red panda was losing ground, and the blink knew where he was. He had no idea where the flying squirrel might come from. I can get him, she said quietly. No, Kit! The red panda was running now, but far behind the blinking super thief. He's right here! I can get him! You're twenty stories up, the red panda protested, breathing harder. I'll fix that, she called, throwing herself off the ledge into the icy wind. At first, she spun in every direction, out of control in the eddies that tore around the rooftop. She arched her back and forced herself rigid, cutting through the air like a knife, plummeting toward the ground at breathtaking speed. She fought the urge to whoop with joy as she rode the wind. The light at street level was drawing ever closer, and she could not let the blink know that she was coming. When it was clear that she could not hope to wait an instant longer, she unfurled the gliding membranes built into her costume and began to control her fall, turning herself into a missile aimed right at the blue light that staggered down the road. The wind in the gliders made the smallest of sounds, but it was enough. She could see him now as she raced ever closer. She was almost upon him, and he looked up at the sound of her approach. He looked up, and he saw her. And then he was gone. The next thing she knew, the red panda was there, and they were both surrounded by trash bins for some reason. Where is he? she roared back to life. Take it easy, he said calmly. Where did he go? she demanded. Well now, he said, that is an interesting question. What happened? How long was I out? Why is there garbage? From where I was, he offered, it looked very much like something that you were about to tackle at full speed was suddenly no longer there. These trash bins thoughtfully slowed you down a little bit. It was just a few moments ago. Can you stand? I'm fine, she insisted. Where's the blink? He sighed and shrugged. If only we had someone observing from some high vantage point with a carefully calibrated tracking device of some kind. You had to say it, she snorted. Well, you did seem to be all right. He turned quickly as something rustled past him in the wind. It's just a newspaper sheet, the flying squirrel said, wobbling a little as she stood. Yes, he said, watching it move around them. It's circling us. To be more precise, it is circling the point where the blink was when he blinked away. Well, now that is interesting, she lied. Let's get out of here. I know there isn't a lot of action on the streets at this hour, but two superheroes having a domestic in the garbage is not a good luck. He said nothing, but walked toward the sheet of newspaper, which continued to circle in the air. There's something, he said almost entirely to himself. Yes, the squirrel said crossly. I get it. Wind is weird. It is, he agreed, plucking the sheet out of his rotation. Do you know what else is weird? Gosh, I hope you'll tell me. She deadpanned. This is tomorrow's chronicle, he said, smoothing out the front page and showing it to her. Morning edition. Won't be on the street for hours. She frowned and looked at him as if he were mad, then turned to the headline and stared as if she was. The typeset was large and bold enough to read in the semi-darkness of the city street. Red Panda captures the blink. It's interesting, 
he said. Don't you think? Ah, Saturday's story circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles. <laughs> 